Welcome back, everyone, to the greatest role on Earth! Or at the very least, the greatest role the small town of Aberton has ever seen. There's my creepy circus music. I love you so much. <laughs> our show, our opening night, our first curtain here for the Circus of Wayward Wonders may have had its fair share of troubles, but everything has ended up spectacular in the eyes of our fine patrons. And in the aftermath, we've started to make some good steps forward to understanding exactly who, what, and why everything has fallen so quickly around us. After all of our meticulous preparations, our practices at the 11th hour, every problem under the sun arises. And so far, it all seems to be thanks to a strange, Fightful little halfling woman with a uh, furious ability to command and control, well, at the very least, an incredibly angry horde of rats. And one uh, significantly larger rat. Realistically, if you think about... I'm as a person who literally has pet rats and loves them. Like, a waist-high, angry, mangy rat... <laughs> Probably one of the most terrifying things that could conceivably exist. The front of those things are just 95% feet. That's okay. Made it through. We're fine. We still have all of the uh, stars of our fine show ready for action. So welcome back, everybody, to the third. My brain is slowing down. Third episode of The Greatest Pool on Earth? Yes. It sounds right to me. We're going to go with that. But, uh, as I briefly recapped at the beginning, we put on our first show. We have run off this uh, halfling druid who seemed to be responsible for most of the problems. Uh, somebody at that point, perhaps, would have... I guess you could just leave Kasplat there at that point. She's, she could just sleep through the night now where we're chilling. It's already past sundown. With her gone, the crew started to kind of trickle back out throughout the camp cautiously checking their uh, individual wagons, the worst of everything seeming to be over now that the one pulling the strings had been removed. And after not only an incredible opening night of a show, but a very uh, exhausting, we'll say, evening, especially uh, for many of you, everyone was more than ready to head to bed for the evening. I'm sure for several of you, it would be almost impossible to even consider doing anything else at that point. The worst of it behind us. We start today's show following morning, after your opening night, after your spectacular performance, and after your protection of your fellow uh, family and the Circus Wayward Wonders. Uh, as you all arise... We'll go around the other way here. Kasplat, you must be very well rested after everything that has happened. Awaking, awakening the morning after. What does your morning look like? What do you do? Hmm. So she's probably, uh, you know, seeing like a little peep through the tent, whether it be underneath or like a crease that's in the tent somehow that is just separated of the sun coming through and it's hitting her right in the face. And so she's like, oh, not again. <laughs> And you see her just kind of getting up and stretching real big. She's really small. Like she's a dwarf, but it's a real big stretch. 
And you hear like bones cracking and you know like things adjusting because evidently she's been asleep for a long time. She was exhausted. And so as she's turning to get out of her bed, she puts her feet down into these little bunny slippers. Because you know she's got a little soft spot. So she slips her feet in. She stands up and looks around and doesn't hear anything. So she's gonna just walk out of her little room and peek around and is anybody out here this morning? Waiting to see if she gets a response. As you look I'll be around, out in the morning. Okay, as you look at the camp around here, Duel Stone Rage, thank you uh, for that resub there. 36 months to three year. Quite currently. And thank you for the follows from SOCJ Dumpus555 and Link1429 as well. Apparently, Tabitha is out there, a fairly early rise. What are you up to? How are you this morning? Well, I'll be preparing for this morning's brunch, as everyone deserves a nap in for the cacophony and landering and weirdness we dealt with yesterday. So, I'll be up chopping ingredients with, of course, my companion, Little Chef. And uh, if anyone in chat doesn't know who Little Chef is, it's my little mouse friend. And, uh, yeah, I'll be just chopping some carrots needing some dough. You know, chef's work is never done, you know. Like, Kasplat's gonna be smelling this, and she's gonna... Oh, sounds like a Tabitha's up. Ooh, smells so good this morning. She's gonna start just kind of, like, shuffling her feet <laughs> just, like, really softly <laughs> toward the kitchen and kind of come around the corner. <gasps> Tabitha, what you making this morning? Oh, good morning. It's so good great morning. to see you, Kasplat. Oh, oh, oh. Of course, I'm making a quiche. And Ooh, I you know the way part. And my belly. And some shrimp and grits on the side for the... Oh, you can more make them savory, heavy. please. That's how I like Absolutely. Them. And some biscuits and whatnot. But you were asleep last night, weren't you? Oh, were you, a lot were you not asleep? happened. We went what? to go check on that noise we heard, you know, after we had yeah. to deal with those snakes and, oh goodness, Vera let out the bear. Yes, it was- Well, why didn't you wake me? You know I could have grappled it real quick. Well, you know, it was happening so quickly and honestly, they handled it very well. The poor thing looked like it had honestly been buggered. I felt really oh. bad for the poor dear. So, they did it no harm. Yeah, spooked by, I think, a rat? Oh, oh, yes, there was a rat druid. They were a I mean, I saw the rats. Yes, they were everywhere. But I didn't know that it had powers. Oh, yeah, they were disgusting little creatures running around, biting at everyone's feet. And they wanted to get rid of humans. They felt that humans were the problem and that they were... Ruining the environment, I, I, please. Well, I so, mean, let's, let's be real, you know, we kind of do things. Absolutely. Maybe we aren't good for the environment, so I understand they're squabbling. I but... know. It's like preaching to the choir, even. Like, I, we know this story. Do you sing? They were preaching mm -hmm. to sing. Oh! <laughs> I didn't know we had somebody that sang up in here. Oh, just a little chef and I, you know, when we really get into the mood, when we're baking, usually. It's easy to sing oh, when you're piping icing onto that the cake. Precious. Mm -hmm. As you're getting Kasplat 
caught back up on the events of the previous evening. Uh, Bodie Perp, everyone's favorite resident lighting specialist, uh, would be awakening uh, around the same time, more or less. And what do you do? Uh, Bodie Perp definitely is not as uh, morning going as some of the others. Uh, being a lighting guy, lighting has to happen, you know, when it's dark. So he tends to stay up a little later to, to perfect his craft. Uh, but Bodie, Bodie would, would put on his, his gnome robe, uh, which is really just a reg- his regular robe. Uh, but the hood's up, like, it's up. And he's, he's to just block the world out for as long as possible. Uh, <laughs> steps out of his wagon and, and slowly meanders through the camp, like, Stubbing his toe every fifth, fifth step, until uh, he re- reaches the like the common kind of cook pot slash uh, the, the general area, uh, and he, just, he looks around, sleepy eyed, sees what his his target is the, the percolating cup or percolating tankard of of coffee that he just pours into his his goblet. And he goes and just finds a stump somewhere and just lets the morning happen to him. Uh, he's, he's, he's a passive participant until a, until that cup of coffee is gone. Bodie Perp is also here. That's basically how the morning can be summarized, I suppose. Uh, now, Vera, in your wagon, I don't know how much of a uh, morning person you are traditionally. Uh, But though you feel largely perfectly fine, you took some some of the aggression in that last encounter with the druid. Uh, Yeah. Kind of took the brunt of the fury of that horde of rats for a little while. Uh, But afterwards, between your own magic Tabitha's magic Eliza's assistance, uh, you were patched up more or less okay. You probably still have some bandages around your leg. You would you would be at full health mechanically, but uh, it would have gotten some pretty decent digs into you. Uh, and as you awaken this morning, it's not any immediate continuation of that. It's not painful. I mean, of course, there's a little bit of soreness there uh, where you were attacked, but you awaken like you're rising from the grave your eyes almost ate together uh, and just blarily kind of looking out, feeling a, your throat starting to sort of swell up a little bit and burn. I need you to make me a fortitude save. Oh no. What? I was uh, not prepared. Not prepared. Uh, let me. Where's my dice? Uh, my dice. Okay, fortitude. Alright. Oh, yeah. We have to type it. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> you got this. I believe in you. D twenty plus. Uh, my fortitude is plus five. Uh, I got not bad. Not bad. Twenty one. Pretty good roll. Uh, fortunately for uh, fortunately for you, these kind of uh, what are typically secondary symptoms here will be the worst that you experience as you awake in the morning. It's a bit unpleasant and your head feels heavy. Uh, but even 
shortly into the morning, this would start to recede to some degree. And uh, again, this would be as severe as it gets. You were, after all, the only one who actually took any damage from the rats. Yeah. And, uh, they're not <laughs> clean little creatures, those rodents. But fortunately, nope. you are a member of a traveling circus. So, you know, you probably have a fairly hardy immune system at this point, I imagine. So how was your morning? Pretty good. Uh, it's going good. On top of the sickness, Vera is just sitting in bed and kind of holding her head because she's feeling the the symptoms of this possibly fighting off some kind of sickness from the rats. But there is her head is pounding. Um, there's some kind of pull in her brain right now, and it's it's telling her to go. It's telling her to keep moving, keep going. And she's heard this for quite some time now, and she keeps pushing it down, pushing it down. And she looks at her hands um, from where she actually touched the druid. And she's looking at it and not sure how much she wants to keep using her own internal magic. But she's trying to deal with the sickness, the, the ringing of something in her head. And she just pulls on her clothes and gets out of the tent to try and find some food, because food usually cures most things. So not terribly long after Casplat uh, would join into this group here, uh, after Bodie Perp's coffee and Vera dragging herself out of bed, the four of you would come together in this common area around the cook pot with uh, most of your other performers, roustabouts, members of the circus, readying about for their day. The next big project on the menu, of course, is bringing the big top down uh, and reorganizing and prepping everything for the road. A process that does take several But Is that a thing that we do? It's, you have roustabouts for that. That's not something right. that the talent has to do. This is... You, it's you have like a, early a, in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's noting anything yet, except maybe uh, some of those with less of seniority and pulling weight maybe out fetching wood from that nearby little uh, minor forest. Very cautiously, after the events of the previous evening. Um, but you would be joined, as I said, by mo- many of your other performers, one of which would come over kind of sheepish- sheepishly to approach the splat. Uh, one of the first times you've ever really seen Axel around the campgrounds without his big, magnificent red and black cape that he traditionally wears pretty much everywhere. Uh, but he's dressed like you know, almost a normal person, just kind of nicely in a good button-up shirt. Uh, cleans himself up a bit more on the off days than many of their uh, performers even. He would come right towards Kasplat. Hands kind of folded in front of him, but a bit of a grin on his face. Ah, splat! I, I, I wanted to thank you. Good morning. In regards to. Good morning to to you, uh, of course, as well. Well, um, for last night, I. Are you thanking me for last night, sir? Excuse me. I froze. I froze. I don't know what happened. I spent weeks. Trying to convince Thunder to give me a chance, and then and, and then you you when he sort of looks across at most of you that are here, you, you let me do it. Uh, you gave me my birds a shot, and, and I just froze. 
That's okay. You know, stage fright's a thing. It takes us each a little bit of time to get used to it. You gotta warm up. But you did great. And she's gonna, like, reach out her hand and kind of try to gently pat him on the back, but it comes across a little more aggressive. She's like, you did awesome, sweetie. And he's, he's fairly small. Uh, he's probably just a little bit over five foot. He's not a terribly tall gentleman. And he's younger, but he's probably like 18, 19, so I don't think a growth spurt's <laughs> gonna save him at this point. So he's one of the ones here that would be the least above you in height to split, but he's relatively sprawny. You kind of pat him on the back and he flinches a little bit. Ah, uh, yes. Right. Uh, well, I... Uh, thank you. Thank you all of you for, for giving me the chance. I... I'm well, glad now I you're one of us. Just... I mean, you know, we lost somebody, so makes it a rough time whenever we got to scramble around to put it all together. But you stepped up, and that means a lot. And I thank all of us. And she's going to be looking around with whoever is near them. Um, are all very grateful for what you did. That's hard to do. You yeah. thank you. Uh, yeah, speak, speaking, her. speaking of of losing someone. Uh, what are we going to do for Ringmaster now? How have we still not put together a funeral? I mean, move, moving forward on the, the next. We can't do that every night. <laughs> we'll have to come up with a new, a new roster for the next show. I mean, we can, as we move on to the next city, we can come up with some kind of plan to see who continues to mainline, who does shows. But we do need somebody to announce. Maybe. Axel can announce with his birds. That's brilliant. <sighs> we can go back and forth and back and forth over what we should do about this circus, but honestly, we need to bring in the professor in this conversation. It was his best friend, for Pete's sake. And right about here, he would be uh, coming in this group as well. Oh, it appears that I've arrived just in time. Uh, morning, Tabitha. It smells delicious as always. Did, did you need me for something? What are we going to do, Professor? Last night, yesterday in fact, was wildly out of control and we don't have a plan. What is your plan? Well, as he looks across the group here, you got Axel, who admittedly is Again, he's really new to this. He's new Thunder the least. He cannot keep this grin off of his face after the performance he had yesterday. But the mood across the rest of the camp is fairly mixed. Um, everyone, but everyone loved Thunder. He was the heart and soul of this entire operation. And with everything that was going wrong and everything that was happening, it was cricket beasts and the attack of the druid no one really got a great opportunity to process what had happened before the show until the night and now the morning and this is really the first after how exhausted everyone was the first time everyone's really been confronted with it without some other looming pressure well there's hmm that's hard to say I suppose 
that's certainly something we'll have to organize, but something we can figure out on the way to, well, wherever it is we decide to have our next show. And on the subject of which, I know we're a traveling circus and all, of course. He tries to kind of raise his voice, but years of uh, his old act, he was a fire swallower, has sort of left him at a limited volume. He can't project that hard. So, uh, out of a general respect for most of the other people around the camp stop their conversation, they do give him his, uh, their attention. He's uh, not thunder, but everyone does trust the professor's judgment in most of these cases. I think it may not be a terrible idea to, well, forestall travel for at least a little while while we figure things out. All other things aside, the show last night and the support was absolutely phenomenal. The, the city of Aberton, small though it may be, admittedly, seemed absolutely desperate for this kind of entertainment and were more than willing to provide for it. And uh, on that same subject, well, he sort of looks back over towards Tabitha. There may be somebody who wants to uh, meet with you. Well, uh, the group of you. He, he should be along relatively shortly. He was here at last night's show. Huh. Also, if we're going to stay here, I'm concerned about that druid, the woman, the halfling with the rats. She wanted to destroy this town. Which she what? We're here. Yeah, she she Our doesn't like she doesn't like humanity, and this town is one of the big sore spots. And us being a circus, making room for the tents and everything, we are part of the problem. You know what oh, we need to do? We need to invite her to a show oh. and show her a good time. You know, you it gotta works. kill him with kindness. That's how I live my life. Either that or with brute force, I got that too if you need it, but I'd rather with the first route. I'm just dark. She she already tried to kill us all. That's because she wasn't shown kindness first. Now she had aggression. It's the Starstone Isles. Where is the small hamlet uh, along this archipelago where a town isn't being terrorized by a strange witch or a druid or an army of dinosaurs or a horde of trogs from beneath the earth of the world or an ancient world-ending prophecy of some kind. That's according to the news, an entire country just blew up a few weeks ago when a lich escaped from his tomb. On the grand scale of things, this is probably on the safer end, honestly. Okay. I'm sure I could convince her with a roll of croissants or something. I'll consider that, Kasplat. You can bake her a cake. You can bake her a king cake and put the baby in her slice. That way she knows that the next time she gotta come, she gotta bring the king cake next. Absolutely. I usually get them in. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, so speaking my lay. Oh, I might have to work on that real fast. Oh, now okay. I'm craving king cake. Everyone, please finish breakfast. And we'll talk about what we have to do about this situation. And Professor, who... Who is meeting us again? You, you failed to mention his name. Well, oh, then. Uh, well, it's... And uh, as he says that, you see a uh, bigger kind of 
to come around from the side of your big top here towards this communal area. A man, uh, middle-aged, with a wide-brimmed boater on his head, a finely brimmed mustache and goatee, kept relatively short brown hair, but uh, deep recessed wrinkles around the bridge of his nose and under his eyes. A uh, man who has clearly experienced a pretty impressive amount of stress uh, in his life, and also recently, based on the relatively visible wear in his visage. Uh, he's dressed very nicely, a fine leather, uh, a fine leather jacket uh, drawn over a very nice shirt and a teal striped tie underneath. And as he approaches, he comes into view here. Uh, he holds himself very upright as he approaches. Uh, but removes his hat, holds it in front of his chest with both hands. Uh, my apologies to the group here, uh, but I was hoping, uh, I was told, uh, rather, that I would be able to find a uh, Tabitha, a Vera, Bodiperp, Wadler, Spute, and, uh, and he kind of looks over towards Kasplat, and I have to imagine you, of course, are the lovely Kasplat. Oh, thank you. And as he Make says these blush. names, she is looking vaguely at each of you. He clearly already knows who you all are, uh, but addressing the crowd of the circus, he's more not wanting to Im Im impose and doesn't want to... You get the feeling he doesn't want to present himself as a, like an authority figure, like you four, come here. He is making an effort to appear as if he's asking, like he is an outsider. Mm. And the professor, oh, that's, that's the mayor of Aberton. That's our guest. Oh, the mayor. Oh, where are my manners? Welcome to our fine establishment. Would you like a biscuit? Uh, uh, thank you kindly for the offer. And uh, uh, see you already familiar. Uh, well, a pleasure to make your acquaintance, Miss Tabitha. Your show last night was absolutely phenomenal. Your performance was astounding, as was... They kind of gestures out to everyone, as was everyone who took the stage that evening. Uh, hosting the Circus of Wayward Wonders here in the fine town of Aberton has been an absolute pleasure for myself and all the good people of our town. But uh, my name is Jay Abba, and I've heard some terrible news this morning. Uh, he looks over towards the professor and nods his direction. The professor nods back. I learned that you and your people here were back by someone from our fine town, or perhaps from the hermitage of Blessed Lightning. Our little town has been terrorized for weeks, long before you showed up, and I'm so truly sorry that you got caught up in this. I can't really see how anyone from our town would be involved in such cruel villainy. But I can't believe anyone from the hermitage would do so either. Now, I know these people. They're kind, humble, and pious folk, truly devoted to Gazra, their master, He's a, a man named Harlock Hamdy, a fine person, loves animals, nature, and all that druidic whatnot. Honestly, it's truly impossible for me to imagine him countenancing anything like what had happened last night. Any, even half of the stories I had told heard are true. But that, uh, I don't mean we ain't had our differences, of course. Abigail's had her own challenges lately. There's been little rain, fields are dry, heat's withered plants, and we got a cold snap that throws what survived. Winds pulled what's left the topsoil up in the dust storms. Wells and streams are dried up. i never seen them so low. Many vanished completely. Now, I, I, I don't mean to come here to heap you with the, the problems of a town. I apologize for my digression. 
but some of the things that have been happening around our town, I, I, I hear might have aligned with some of what you've been, had experienced last night. Uh, Hemama got attacked by a wild boar in the street just the other day. Our town's Miller, Sarah Hofton, her family, they gone missing. I want to blame them if they left, left town, but I don't believe that's the case. Now, I'd take this up with our sheriff normally, but the hell no one's seen her either. And this, uh, the professor here, I spoke with him this morning, and I, I heard what the group of you had done. I heard how you protected innocent people here last night, how you took up arms to protect your own, and I was hoping that maybe, just maybe, you could find it in the goodness of your hearts. Do for us what you did for them. And if you could, I'd gladly head on down to the Hermitage myself, have some words with Harlock about that woman who attacked you last night. I could probably get you admission to the Hermitage, and you can talk to them and see for yourself what fine folk they are. I don't mean to interrupt you, but you can't include me in that. I didn't do anything. My comrades did, though. They did amazing, and I'll do whatever they want to do, but don't think Nonsense. Me. I did nothing. I, I was there. Good, though. I was there in the stands myself last uh, that last evening, and I was uh, not one to miss what had happened over in the on the right side of the stage with that infestation of snakes. Oh, that that was nothing. But it did wear it me nothing. out, which is why I went and slipped. That was, well, I imagine that was, from what I hear, a part of this whole misfortune that had taken you. You, without a second thought, all four of you had leapt directly in there, putting yourselves in danger to protect my people. It wasn't something you had to do. It was just something you did. <sighs> Snakes. Disgusting little creatures. Have you heard anything of that? Crazy. Uh, I haven't heard much of, much of no snakes specifically, no. Uh, most of the animal troubles we've had have been with, again, these roving wild boars. There's been a bear attack even, something as far as I know has never really happened in the history of Abiton. Hardly even native to the forest right around the region. And it's, oh, yes. It's just been a rotten mess. <laughs> at the words bear attack, I want to look at everyone. Can we, can we put the bear back in? Uh, Shibodi, that is another bear. Not our bear. Our bear is... Shush. We'll get to that. I'm whispering this to Bodhi. We'll get to that later. And I'll turn back to the mayor and say, This clearly sounds like these druids are very, very upset. We actually had a pleasant conversation with one last night, and she discussed basically wiping humanity from the face of this region. So as much information as you can give us about these druids running amok, maybe we could help. But to only have well, to bribe. Well, that's just half the thing, ain't it? Uh, these druids, uh, as I said, they've, they've got a hermitage. They call it the Hermitage of Blessed Light, and not far outside of town. Uh, just a couple miles journey up to the northeast, along the very coast of the island, built into the cliff face itself. Uh, I've only had the pleasure to visit myself a fair couple of times in my years running this town. But they and their leader have never shown me anything but kindness. This, what I've been hearing and what we've been experiencing, ain't nothing I can even explain. That's why I'm heading down there myself. Whether Would or not you... you're willing to oh. assist us, I... Oh, right, uh, right. Would you like us to accompany you? 
Well, they are, admittedly nice as they are, rather secular and secluded sort of folk. Uh, I was hoping to have a good talk with uh, their leader uh, to hopefully uh, arrange an introduction so that if you wished, I could bring you down there and then yeah, you, you could see for sure that whatever happened last night was certainly nothing of their doing. Ah, right, right. Well, Oof. it mm. might be a while. It feels like that would take quite some time. What do you all think? I I don't think it might be the Hermitage. Maybe somebody from there. So if we can get some information, if they had somebody who's not wanting to abide by their rules anymore, we can get some more information about who we encountered and if they were the ones who actually were part of us. Hmm. Y- yeah, what she said. It's oh. better than sitting around here doing... Nothing. I had thought you might say much the same, so I had actually sent some of our sideshow off into town to uh, try to canvas the area. Uh, most of the townsfolk were very happy with us after our performance last night, so I figured it would be a fine time to gather some information and learn some things. Uh, hopefully they, uh, I believe, have found a couple of, well, oddities, if nothing else. It uh, might be worth... Uh, Speaking to Tahala or Hesper and Midas or uh, Cubby, even about some of what they may have learned in town. Then hmm. I'll add it to our to do list. <sighs> oh, this quiche is getting cold. I'm gonna go set the quiche up on the table. Little chef, bring the spice, please. Flat's uh, I... nose is like following the scent. <laughs> I cannot uh, thank you enough. If, if so there... we settled. We'll be meeting with Cubby, you said? Right. As well as the tattooed women and women and the unjoined twins. I believe they've all found at least something of interest in the town. Wonderful. The okay. kind of smiles. Cubby? I'm I'm writing all this down. Cubby, the tattooed women and the conjoined unjoined twins. I will make sure to visit them. All right. And this is your, they're the three members of your side show. So uh, right, there would right. be people that you got your, your relative, your friends. We know them very well. Right. Oh. I just cannot believe that, uh, well, you, the professor, you, you seem like you've already organized an entire plan for this. I, I had hoped that, well, it seemed, uh, a part of me thought it might be ridiculous to appeal to the good. Folk of a traveling circus that surely have so much more to be dealing with than uh, the humble problems of the town they only visited briefly. But I am blown away by your kindness. Uh, as I said, I'm gonna be heading back to uh, my own humble abode and making for the road out to the Hermitage myself later this afternoon. I should be returned hopefully by sometime tomorrow night. Um, ideally, with an invitation for the group here if you wish to come meet with, uh, with their leader yourselves. Promising. We'll wait for you then. I cannot thank you enough for your assistance. I knew just watching your show yesterday, you weren't just spectacular performers. Uh, Spectacular performers. Good people. You see it in your faces, your eyes right now. Abadal's blessed a lot of you. That's for damn sure. Now, Ah. you'll excuse me. I have a journey to prepare for. No need for your 
extra pervivities and kindnesses. Please, take biscuits before you go. I I have to get rid of them before the lunch hour. That's how you can you pay. Are, you are too kind, and I uh, would be lying to myself if I said the smell was not a damn sight enticing. And uh, I'll take uh, one and one for the road, if you don't mind. Take two. Three. He said he can see kind people in our faces? It's an expression, dear. It's bad. Oh, goodness. I'll explain it to you later. Oh. That's nice. Wait, so they're not in my face? They're not in your face. Oh, that's Thank you, Mayor, dear. We'll see you tomorrow. And uh, with that, the mayor takes his leave from the camp, uh, leave from the camp, a couple of kind of nods and half-hearted waves through various crew. Professor looks up to you. Uh, apologies for, uh, I suppose, assuming your response, but, well, I don't know. Maybe the mayor's onto something. Just seemed like the kind of thing people like you would stand to stand to aid with. Besides been kind to us with their purses, and if we earn the uh, leader of the entire town's respect, and we put on the second show here, well, I think there's possibly a lot of coin in it, too. Uh, all I can think about is how dangerous things have gotten so quickly, and it would be a shame if he didn't make it back. Well, he seems quite confident in the character of the druids up in his hermitage, though. I will admit it is at least the slightest bit concerning, given what we experienced last night. I don't know. I suppose quite. that remains to be seen. Uh, professor. Well, what? if you all are busy eating, I will prepare the twins and the tattooed women and Cubby. They're dessert for breakfast as they like it and you all can come with me as I deliver so we can gather our notes but take your time no rush uh professor what are we going to do about thunder (sighs) you know his wishes I I feel like I've known the man almost my whole life at this point honestly he gave his entire body and soul to this traveling circus. I meant what I said last night. I can truly think of no better way to carry on his respect than to put on the damn fine show that we did. Beyond that, of course, I will attempt to begin uh, an organization for a proper funeral. There's a church of Abadar in town here, but, well, uh, Cubby has some information on that one. Okay. I don't think our troubles are quite over yet. Yeah, uh... Kasplat, do you want to help with the... Tabitha getting the food? I guess we could all carry some trays, Tabitha. Yeah, I can carry them all. Okay, run on each muscle. Look out! Absolutely. Thank you. It's very kind. There's a chef, and you'll just see my little mouse climb up my shoulder. Hello, and I'll be like, "Yes, yes, we have to do the same thing we always do." I know it's very stressful right now, but go and prepare the rose, 
and they'll kind of squeak. They'll be like, yes, and walk off and start prepping up some stuff. And I'll have just three trays of cinnamon rolls with some warm milk and what I put as a palate cleanser. Ooh, some mints. Some mints on the side. And we're off. This plot's gonna all pick it all up. <laughs> oh, she's I got, will she's supervise. <laughs> don't worry, I got that sweetheart, and I got that one. Oh no, you don't. I don't need no. Oh, oh. She's like pushing away anybody who's trying to help her. That's fine. Okay. I got this. I didn't get to help yesterday, so let me do this now. Oh, right. Take a balance. She likes to get a little super zealous. Yes. And you, we're buddy, off. Uh, I mean, Buddy Perp's gonna follow along. Uh, I'll carry something so if there's left to be carried. Uh, carry the tea, please. Uh, Thank you. Maybe, I carry that too. I'll carry the you coffee. You're full up, Kasplash. You've done more than enough. Thank you. Here, oh, no, take the tea. Carry this coffee. Uh, Thank one you. One for me. Pours another one. Then he picks up the hey. pot. If I don't see you with this tea in less than two seconds, you will miss supper tonight. I don't even have any more hands. You better accept that threat. Supper's good. I'll stuff it into his hands and we'll be off. First, I'll pull out my list and I'll say, who should we visit first? I think the twins. They're usually up yes. at this time anyway. Yes, let's go visit the twins. Yeah, the twins are certainly the most predictable of the lot. Hesper and Midas, the unjoined twins. Your uh, sideshow, we talked about your sideshow much. Your sideshow's a little interesting. Uh, Thunder and the Professor weren't really fans of the whole freak show thing. Uh, they didn't like what the Celestial Menagerie had where it was just a display of people who were different for the sake of being different. They they really thought that that was, a, well, obviously horribly demeaning, uh, but that so much more could be done. There was so much more room in a sideshow. So they've created what they, what they called the sideshow of everyday wonders. Um, you have the first ones you're coming to visit, the unjoined twin who Hesper and Midas are just a pair of identical twin sisters who spin a whole bunch of grandiose tales about how they were separated at birth and never knew the other existed until very recently. And all these crazy interlocking stories of how their lives went along such strangely similar paths, unbeknownst, of course, to either of them, uh, for instance, Hesper married a miller named Smith, and Midas married a blacksmith named Miller. That sort of thing. It's all nonsense, of course. But the point of the uh, the slideshow of Everyday Wonders is that there are stories behind everybody. Uh, everybody has their own source of entertainment, and everybody has their own unique journey and their own way to amuse and entertain and control. Uh, but Hesper and Midas would be the most predictable of the lot here. And you would find a pair of them uh, around the front of the big top as they have still not finished sorting through all of the ticketing and the fees and the con concession money with Olive as last night's show blew absolutely everybody's expectations out of the water. Uh, but as they see the group you approach, 
two of them would both exactly in step with each other, smile in identical ways, and then totally in lockstep wave, but in mirrored directions towards you as the group approaches. Hi. Uh, sorry, I'm going to break in here with the producer's note quick. Uh, we had, just because it might factor in, that we don't know. Uh, two donations came in. One uh, from Digital Gallimafray for uh, basically an ace note for the players. And then uh, one from GM for Life, one permanent magic item for each member of the party. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. What? That's a, that's a, that's a big C note drop, yo. Uh, that's a lot. Thank of you. That's things. a lot. Merci. Wow. Thank okay. you. Thank well, you. as you as you approach uh, the stand here, Hesper kind of digs down and starts putting up a bunch of sacks, uh, small jingling bags on the counter. Look at all of these! Can you even can, can you even begin to imagine the amount of coin that we had coming in last night? It was like uh, Midas picks up from there, continuing almost perfectly. Uh, it was like a miracle, actually. Uh, the, Success we had, unf unfathomable, unprecedented, and back over to Hesper, unbelievable, unimaginable even. And look at these as well, and starts pulling up a series of small little odd uh, trinkets and inns onto the counter. Why don't all four of you roll me some d20s? Ooh, how many? One each. Ah. Uh, 14. Permanent magical item, hold on, let me... Move things here. I'm on the wrong side of this. Okay, was that 14? I did. Yeah. Vera. 14, 14, 14, 14. As you look at these here, the first thing you see her pull up is a strange little dime. Uh, a capped wood and iron mug with a large Ooh. emblem carved into the side. And I believe we covered that literally nobody... Oh, wait, not religion. Are you trained in religion? I am not. It has inscribed... Uh, I, have, I have a base training in religion. Just, or the... the, what are the just air, regular... What are the air yeah. <laughs> just because I'm... Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Because I'm used to Pathfinder 1 just getting my modifier to it. But... Yeah. The, oh, so the you're the not trained but you have your modifier. Oh, okay, no, you are trained. Check. All right. Yeah. So Vera wouldn't recognize what this one means, but you would, Bodhi Uh This mug would have a, an almost a brass and gold emblem on the side, uh, burnt and paneled into the wood of another smaller mug. <laughs> and this you would recognize as a holy devotion to Caden Kalian. The god of freedom and revelry and, of course, drinking. And uh, Vera, as you kind of look at this thing that she has pulled up, this is a bottomless stein here. Uh, lift the top and it is always full to the brim with delicious ale, no matter how much you drink or spill. If it is emptied, turn it right, back, right side up, instantly full again. I have Although, a new act uh, in the... <laughs> I'm going to have a tavern set up. Now in our Ready. in our circus. Although somehow it's gonna be a bottomless used... tavern. If you if this this ale here is meant for drinking, 
It goes into the mouth or onto the floor. And if it goes anywhere else, you uh, somehow find it on the floor of almost its own volition very shortly afterward. Not made gaming. Thank you for the raid in there. So there's your thing. Um, somebody else from me is funny. Got a bunch of things. 15. 15. I have so many tables I have to jump through here. One second here. Okay, 15. <laughs> you, the second thing that gets picked up here is a strange little necklace, it looks like. It's a black cord. Uh, and it looks like the design on the bottom of it is a rather large, almost like full-breasted set of jewelry, which is very kind of pointed, almost like a sun, a sun ray arrangement. But as you, as uh, Midas puts it on the table, all the various points of this disperse and kind of scatter around it. They're not connected at all. It's actually just a bunch of small stone points, almost like many little knives. This is a necklace of knives. And if you pull a knife off of it, it grows instantaneously into a full-size stone, steel, or wooden dagger for as long as it remains in your hand. And similarly to the stain, no matter how many knives you pull off of this necklace, the number never ceases to go down. There's always more. <laughs> That's so good. I love it. This is perfect for Oops. me. That's a great chef one. That worked out fantastic. Tabitha, Tabitha is so pleased. Takes this. Was this uh was this Miter who put this down? Yes. This was GM for life. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, about Miter was the character that oh. put it down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On joining yeah. GM for life. Thank you. You are wonderful. You have supplied <clears throat> Tabitha with a wonderful array, and she will go and say, Now, Mitra, what did you find this peculiar piece? And she'll just yank a knife off. Oh, such, such masterwork. Oh, beautiful. I'll see this little chef, and she'll just, like, kind of hold it up to little chef's, like, face. But he's cool with that. Like, he's just used to it, so he smells it, and he's like, <laughs> and, and we put it on. Yeah. It's lit. All right. Who's up next? Uh, go one. for it. I got a one. Got a one. Ooh, that's that's okay. It's a random table, so that's Thank just God. a thing. It's a good place <laughs> to roll the one because cool. it doesn't do bad stuff to you. All right. You, uh, the third thing that comes up on the counter of this strange little assortment is one silver piece. Um, just one coin. Yes. And as you see, this necklace of knives and his bottomless stein go by, and then a single coin. It's not even like a nice or particularly shiny coin. Uh, it looks fairly aged, uh, with the face of it almost having a divot worn into it. There's a physical shallow dip on the front of the coin where it looks like it has just been worn down and worn away, about the size of a thumb. Uh, well, it may not look impressive. Like a normal person's thumb or like my kind of thumb? I mean, you can't well, thumb discriminate. Well, the coin's only so big. So I my thumb's only so big. Uh, well, your question makes me wonder, first of all, how much different from a normal thumb is Chris Platt's thumb? Because now I'm concerned. It's probably <laughs> thick. 
I'm assuming it's thumb war to see. Yeah, I was gonna say, because Splat probably has, like, strong thumbs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, Big old tree two Sam thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Kasplat thumb. Well, it wouldn't be that big of a divot, but it's not, I mean, it's just not a face of a coin, so it's not super deep. It's gonna the use, like, her pinky to try to hit the divot. <laughs> and as you touch it, you feel a strange sense of comfort and peace come over you. Uh, this is a coin of comfort, and as one Aww. action, you can rub the groove and enter an inner state of peace. Uh, which will actually reduce any frightened condition that you have immediately by one. That's so convenient, considering, like, she can go from raging. She's like, okay, time. where's my coin? <laughs> it's a worry stone. It's beautiful. I wasn't confident on the first one. I had no clue how much of a drinker Vera is, but at least the second two have been, like, bang on random <laughs> roll table. For the characters yeah, I mean, I have a gnome right here. It has a comfort stone in it, so it makes sense. I rub it. Comfort gnome. Perfect. It is comfort gnome. So if your charts are a good place to roll a 1, are they a bad place to roll a 20? No, I don't. When I put this together, I don't think... This and the wild magic table, I definitely don't think they're sorted like 1 to 20 at all. I'm pretty sure it's in the order that I just added stuff to it. So you're probably fine. Let me see. 20 is... This. I actually don't remember what this is. I love that head. we got opposites. <laughs> we got a ah. 1 and a 20. You get a... Uh, the, the final item here is a small little green belt pouch emblazoned with a white glyph of the open road, the symbol of the Pathfinder Society in the new era. Ah. And it doesn't look Ooh. like much, but as you open it up, there's easily a dozen little compartments and pockets within this thing, holding all kinds of assorted, just useful little goods. This is an every-need pack. And, uh, it is a magical little bag. It's kind of like baby's first bag of holding, but it comes pre-supplied with all the basic equipment that you could really need. Uh, it, every pocket in here can provide a variety of small pieces of any simple object that you require worth like less than a gold. So like flint and steel or chalk or string. That's amazing. Anything that you feel like you could need that's just a cheap, simple, mundane item, you can pull out of it. Super convenient. Can I Super bring us eating tops? Yeah. Love it. And during that, we got a bunch of follows with Scotty McScotters in the second. Uh, Digital, Gallimaufry, Tharpy23, and Odeus. Thank you, all of you, for joining the show here as well. Uh, and as they put these things up on the counter here, your unjoined twins, and the four of you kind of look across these neat and exciting things they've come across uh, during their, well, not really sure how exactly they got a hold of all of this, but you don't really need to ask questions. It's neat, and you'll take them. Uh, so I suppose you hear uh, the professor here said, have you talked to the mayor? We quite have. Ah, well, we went out to investigate a little bit of this. Uh, the disappearance of the sheriff that the mayor spoke about. It seems that she pretty much just up and left out of nowhere. 
it's been entirely dependable before this. And again, they're literally just going back and forth. Letting, they're so used to this act. They've practiced it so much. They just do it natively, even just like talking to you guys here. They are very much into their character. Uh, oh. But we found that the town of Aberton is not bereft danger, of course. Uh, every town has its fair share of vandals and criminals. There's actually a gang called the Muggers. They don't call themselves that, but the reason you might think, they don't mug people, they operate out of a tavern called the Mad Mug on the outskirts of town. And they drink all day, cause trouble during the night. Uh, we heard that Sheriff's been trying to break up the group of Muggers for some time now, so it's not impossible that they had something to do with their disappearance. Maybe she tried to finally step up and do something, and they thought that maybe it'd be easiest to take her out of the picture. Those last couple words, back and forth, each individual word as they say it. Awesome. After we've pieced together that sentence, I'll <laughs> consider the word, the, the name, the title, the muggers. Ugh. What, what a name. You think we'll find more answers there with these mug enthusiasts? And they both sort of shrug in unison. Ah! It's best we found. If... Okay, I'll write it down. Another place is for us to visit. Were you all bothered by yesterday's events? I don't know if you came into any encounters with any snakes or rats or whatnot. And I know the crickets were a bit much. Well, we were rather fortunate, I suppose. Since we have to run the front end while the shows are going, we didn't really have to run into any of these terrible, terrible things we heard about afterward. Whether it's for better or worse, we, we didn't even hear about... And they both in unison say, Thunder, until after... Oh, I know, it was a tragedy. Well, if you ever any, need anyone to talk to, visit me during kitchen hours. I'll be sure to bring great snacks and we can discuss it while I prep for our next lunch hour. But we will be off. We have to go talk to the tattooed women. If there's anything that you know or discover, please ring a bell. Okay? And you hear the voice of Tahala from behind you. And you need to talk to me about what exactly? Ah! Or you want to know about the Millers? My goodness, you scared me. Oof. You turn around to see Tahala, who is a very vertical Shawanti woman. She's about six six. In, uh, how tall are you? You're catfolk. You might be kind of up there. I'm tall but i'm not that tall i'm <laughs> probably about like five nine she would absolutely loom over all of you and she's not right. just tall she is very well built as well and uh, generally wears very little beyond like an incredibly simple leotard and sometimes a traveling cloak as part of her show of the sideshow to show off near every inch of her skin is covered in incredibly intricate uh, tattoos and ink work of a, an array of dull and muted colors. 
across her whole body like a tapestry. And she just kind of raises an eyebrow. Uh, in the morning sun, her shaved head gleaming here and sort of smiles down at you. Apologies. I am always surprised by how well I can I find I sneak up on people, given I am not exactly subtle. Right. Well, we weren't so exactly we paying attention. Yeah, well, do, do you want some tea? About this. I don't give you tea. Tabitha will be mad at me. Yes, please. Tahala, please take your tea. You know you need it every morning, so you can ease those joints. I know being so tall can't be so easy on your bones. But please do not sneak up behind us again. It is rude. Now, we do have some questions to ask you. Do you do you all want to ask Tahala any questions before I get started? Uh, no, I mean, just know what she found out in town, mostly. Yeah, that honestly. Well, I figured it would be easiest for me to investigate the, uh, was it the Millers that the mayor said had disappeared? Uh, people do not open up to me as well as they do to the twins or especially to Cubby. But a disappeared family I figured I could at least look into and take care of myself. I traveled out to their mill. It is infested with wasps. Very unpleasant, admittedly. But nothing seemed terribly out of the ordinary, save for their incredibly aggressive attitude. Insects do not bother me. Normally they are no nuisance if you do not bother them, but these things were small and hateful. It's as if everything you have ever heard people say about wasps was suddenly true that they exist only to sting and kill and cause pain. I left very quick. Hmm. That's quite interesting considering that's another nature taking over. We've seen a lot of mass amounts of small critters, rats, snakes, and now wasps. As far as I could tell, the Millers did not appear to be home in my brief investigation, but I did not travel much inside. Uh, the front door was unlocked. The mill was still operational. Its grindstone, in fact, was still turning. I cannot imagine they simply abandoned it, but it is as if they just walked out of the door and left. Do, does yeah. this... She's going to kind of lean in. Does this town have an infestation? We need to call like an exterminator. <laughs> well, if anything, it has an infestation of rogue druids. These animals, Tahala, oh, these wasps. Were there something off about them at all? They weird. They were incredibly aggressive. They definitely did not seem to act as their kinds normally do. But I am no wasp expert. They didn't look off either, just acted weird. They looked... I did not really take much effort to inspect them. I, ah. uh... And she kind of turns and pulls her cloak to the side, where Leotard's open on the side, you can see there is, like, up her side, a cluster of big red welts. They were very upset with me already. Oh, goodness. No. Oh, darling. I oh, will have to fix that up. Go to the kitchen. You'll 
find some salves. If you throw some fish oil on that, it will heal it up pretty nicely. And it'll make it feel better. Okay. Thank you, Tahala. I'll be sure to write that on my list. Angry animals, everyone? Yeah. Definitely, that's, definitely gonna that's be a problem. A sign. Right. Oh, we just assuming that the sheriff got eaten by that bear. Probably. Well, Bodhi, I would not want to assume that, but it is very high up on the list, so I'll write that down as well. Has a body <sighs> been found? I'm guessing not. They they said the mayor said that there was no traces of the. Ugh. I mean, ah, oh, horrid. Okay. Horrid. Let's finalize all of this with Cubby. Now, where is Cubby? Cubby? I'm looking around in front of the front of the big top here. You see Cubby uh, trotting back in towards the tent from in town. And Cubby, the dog-faced dog, is the favorite of the sideshow among all the good little boys and girls as he is uh, just a big Australian shepherd. It is a it is a dog. He's the dog-faced dog. And he's got a big old fancy rope collar that goes around his neck and under the uh, shoulders of his four legs. And there's almost like a little backpack on his back where he can carry messages around and uh, various basic things. He's a, he's a very good boy. He's very smart and he's a great service uh, to the circus. He's pretty long hair, uh, you know, the Australian Shepherd, kind of mostly white, but with like the black and the brown sort of splotches going down his back and down his hind legs. He's trotting in and he looks over and sees the group of you and uh, turns, pivots towards your direction as Tahala heads back towards the common area to get some food back towards the kitchens. He trots over, just kind of sits down and looks up at the group of you and almost Cubby. a little bit. Well, Cubby would have homemade milk bones for breakfast, along with, of course, a bowl of water and jerky. Yeah, keep the teeth clean. Hello, Cubby. Good morning. Here's your tray. Does anyone have speak with animal? Nope. Uh, I'm gonna just pet him. And see if he has any notes in his backpack. Old like the third time, right? Cubby's an enlightened Australian Shepherd. Did I mention that? He can talk. Oh. I'm I still going to pet Cubby. him. I just mess with you from time to time. Now, I heard you were amongst the people, and you were investigating on the mayor's behalf? I thought, well, I imagine you're all perfectly smart folk. Obviously, them druids of the Hermitage, right? I suspect so myself, but the mayor doesn't seem so convinced. It's true. I hate these weird nature folk. You know, they're always the worst for me to deal with. Always thinking oh, it's so demeaning or animal abuse or whatever. Like, I ain't having a good time getting fed hanging out with the circus. I hate druids. Well, the Druid Hermitage is pretty far away. I didn't want to walk that far. But there's a church in town. I figured I'd go sniff around there and see what I could find out. 
It's uh, dedicated to Abadar, not Gazra. Kind of the opposite thing, really. Um, I always have a hard time keeping these gods straight. Gazra's the wind and storm and nature and whatnot, and Abadar is... Ain't that literally just the god of being rich? <laughs> I, I would assume so. I'm not the most religious of types. Okay, you'd sift around the church and did you find anything? Other than well, these religions? Gods? I was sniffing around the back fence and, uh... I'm smelling something real foul inside that graveyard they keep around it. It's Ew. rotten and wrong. It don't just smell like dead, it smells... I don't know... Like an old cow left in the sun for a few days. Ooh, that sounds like dead. Or years. jerky. Something's yes. Ugh. Something's mm-hmm. wrong. It ain't. It ain't a natural kind of scent entirely. If you head out to look in the church, I didn't think it was safe to go in. I'd be careful. That's good information. Mm-hmm. Well, we appreciate you letting you. us know. Hey, no. Tabitha. Hmm? Smokebones are great and all, but I've been hearing talk of these uh, sin buns. Can I try mm. one of those? Or is that one of those things that's going to upset my stomach? You know, let me make something that's a little more appropriate for your stomach. But you can absolutely try the dough. A little bit of the dough and it'll have a little extra cinnamon like rubbed on the sides and I'll toss him some oh catch in his mouth and snap that up yep I'm gonna regret that later I hate (laughs) being a dog (laughs) oh please don't worry I'll make a variation called peanut butter It'll have peanut butter all over it with your favorite. What is your favorite? We'll we'll find out later. (laughs) I'll start writing. I'll start writing up a recipe right now. I'm gonna start thinking. I have to make it very pronounced. People at home, do not give your dog (laughs) sick. Wait, you can't. (laughs) No, do not for them. AF. It's like the third time it's happened on this channel. (laughs) (laughs) Don't give your pets any sort of dough, bread. (laughs) Don't give them any sort of like, there's some spices you really need. Just read. Read. Search it all before you give it to them. Just do that. Don't don't give your pets anything you haven't thoroughly Googled. (laughs) Please. But but Cubby is a talking dog, so we'll make exceptions magic. for Cubby. We got magic healing can, if there's a problem. Yeah, yeah he can sentient. make the intelligent decision to eat bad choices, like how I have Kraft Mac and cheese three times a week and I'm lactose intolerant. I can yeah. make that decision <laughs> because I'm an I'm All a the person. <laughs> You're an adult, damn it! I'm an adult. I'm gonna have my Kraft Mac and cheese. By the way. Covey laughing this up, tongue kind of lolling out of his mouth as he talked about this recipe. I do love me some peanut butter. 
Well, don't go die at the church of the rich god. I'm gonna go sniff around that uh -oh. one tree. Up. I don't. I got a feeling that other damn dog been by. I'm gonna pee on his pee, and he heads off back on the side of the big dog. Wait, did no, you just say what I think you said? <laughs> yeah. Probably. You say I'm gonna pee on his pee? Yep. Territory mm -hmm. mm -hmm. dispute. Dogs. As lightened as he is. Dogs. As lightened as Cubby is. He, uh, he still has dog instincts. Still mm -hmm. very much a dog. Yes. The very robust creatures. Hmm. Well, we have all of the notes that we can possibly gather. Some things going down at a church. And the disappearance of a family at the mill and a lot of wasps. And... Do you remember the first one that the twins gave us? Uh, they said that there was the muggers, like the gang. Ah, right. They all freaked out to that tavern. Yeah, I... Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. The muggers. I mean... We could... We could go and check that out and maybe pass some flyers around. Promote the show. Flyers. I mean, right, right, yeah. right. Yes. Absolutely. Can work. Okay. You get some information. You can listen around. Yeah. This has nothing to do with the fact that we're probably going to a bar, correct? I don't- I- I have a mug that I never need to go to a bar again. <laughs> Ever. We'll go to the bar still, though. Maybe I can get a second mug. It's more about uh, the environment than the act of drink. Ah. ah, right, right. Okay, well, everyone grab your snacks and we'll be off. I'll meet you at the front of the circus top. Don't be late. You have 15 minutes. Because Blatt's grabbing tons of snacks. Every pocket she's got. And then like a chipmunk, she's got like two cinnamon buns in each cheek. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm gonna run home and change real quick back to her wagon and grab her crossbow. I just love the idea of Tabitha handing out little like sack lunches every time we leave the like, <laughs> the best. Party mom. Every time. So I have here a map of the fine town of Aberton. And thanks to the magic of roll 20, uh, is actually to scale. So you oh, can, geez. if you, oh, please use the ruler tool uh, to get any kind of real uh, concept of distances in here. It's not a terribly yes. large place, uh, but you would easily be able to get directions to any of the three locations that you had been told about. Uh, the Mad Mug, you guys see this ping when I do this? Mm-hmm is down here to the southeast, almost like on the outskirts of the town of Aberton here, out towards the uh, southern fields, a bit detached from the main body of the town itself. Uh, almost smack in the middle is the Church of Abadar, one of the larger establishments surrounded by the town's cemetery, uh, which is not very large and doesn't need to be, as there's only a couple hundred people that live here, even if that where up here on the northwestern side is the Hofton's Mill. Uh, you can even see on the image here the little water wheel sticking out to this northern river. 
turns the grindstone within the building. Uh, either of those, or any of those three locations, would be a fine place to start your investigation. I think we wanted to go to the bar. Heck yeah. Well? So the mad. Mm hmm. Oh, I was gonna oh, say. So the mad... uh... Oh, sorry. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say we could just go over the river. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. Like... Your camp is is way up here in the northeast, uh, so you can easily either just make your way down to this main bridge, uh, or you could deal with this. Then the river's never particularly large, uh, but if you wanted to go straight to the Mad Mug, you could go across this southern river here, get a little splashy, get a little adventurous on your way down there. Ooh, swimming. Ugh. Yeah, I'm in the catch. Don't really well, like water. Yeah, you can you can sit on my shoulders if you want. I'm pretty dense, so I kind of sink. But as long as there's at least like two and a half feet of depth, uh, and I can kind of you know let my head be above, and you can sit above me, I'll carry you past. But other than that, maybe there's I'm a ferry or something. Which is Didn't quite you the say option. that the water was gone? Is the water gone? Oh, the water, the water is low. That's what I mean by the stream. Yeah. The stream is not like a huge cross, uh, crossing. Uh, you can see even from the river around your camp in this little bit of forest here near your big top that the line where the water normally is would be a full foot above where it's currently resting. Uh, down in this oh, more main river where, they two jo where the two of them join together, at worst, it would get least for a human. Oh. It's very low. Alright, you want to get on my shoulder? Yeah. I carry you, I guess we're... We could take the bridge. <clears throat> I thought it was going to be a lot smaller. If I look, would it and, look uh, like the splat would drown if they <laughs> walk through this river? I mean, maybe neck deep for Kasplat, but she could make it. That's the good news. The potentially bad news is that Arcadis has thrown what appears to be literally everything to Cubby. Uh, and by Cubby, I mean the GM. <laughs> Does this give me an every power that there is? Am I yeah, saying yeah, this no. correctly? You have, you have all of the things now. You have an ace note, a red light, a cell buck, and a fold. So... Oh my. Oh no. Oh yes. Maybe we don't go through the river. Let's not go through the river. He can <laughs> give us a negative we'll... six. <laughs> we'll go. Oh, oh. And, uh, as well, thank you, the solution, Bravo Seven, for the follow. Thank you. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna escort everybody to the bridge. <laughs> yeah. This is a wise Heading decision. <laughs> the bridge, if you want to go through the town. Uh, the Mad Mug would definitely be the furthest, as it's like a half-mile walk <laughs> through literally all of Everton <laughs> to get there. But it is a tavern, so at least there's drinks at the end. I already have one. Right. Um, so it would be a walk of some... 15 minutes at a sparse town at a leisurely pace here uh, before you came into view of this roadside tavern. 
not very big. It's just a one-story little building with a relatively broad porch on the west side, uh, facing out the road as it passes within about 20 feet uh, with a uh, sort of rough, gravelly walkway approaching it. You can see four less desirable gentlemen and women upon the porch. Uh, look like the kind of sorts that finer folk would go out of their way to avoid interacting with on a daily basis. This is almost certainly uh, the gang of muggers that you've been directed to, and the sign hanging out front, a uh, wooden placard kind of just dangling in the breeze on a pair of chains, has a mug widening up at the top, the froth exploding out of the top. A carved in the sign, actually carved into the top post the sign is hanging from with some very crude, angry eyes on the front of it. This is the mad mug across the bottom. I love it so much. <laughs> right. I guess this is the place. Yeah. I guess we're going to have to talk as... to them. Oh, they are on and around the porch near the door. As you kind of get closer on the road, the four of you traveling along here, one of them nearest kind of turns all the way around to put his hands on the railing outside the porch, elbows up and just leans out towards her direction. What in the nine hells is that that I see? I had a damn cat walking like it's a person. <laughs> and the woman next to him just kind of elbows him. Avery, what in, what is wrong with you? How is that what you pick on? Not a dwarf woman with a beard. Everything they said about the dwarves is true. Don't tell Brana. <laughs> and they both just kind of bust out laughing. You see Kasplat kind of getting a little veiny in her neck. And she's, <laughs> she's getting a little angry. And you see her grab her arm. She's like, oh, let me at him. Oh, I'll show him how to. Now. Look. This little bears that looks like she's running for a fight. It's adorable. Oh, they dead. They did. Someone better hold me back. They about to be dead. That's why I wait a minute. I'll, I'll hold my claws out. Splat, we must carry ourselves with class. We may <clears> work <throat> in very interesting backgrounds, but you do not give fools or ruffians any time of your day. Hmm? Remember, you want I'm to gonna cast Presidentation. We need to be friends with the druid that killed us. These are just ruffians. Well, the druid who was talking to y'all and being mean was making fun of you. That's different. You don't pick on people because you think you're better than them. Because that's wrong. That just means you're puny. Exactly. And you need to learn a lesson. And I want to I subtly cast mm -hmm. uh, Presidigitation again on the one that seems to be the ringleader and make him smell like shit. <laughs> like he, he just he just <laughs> let go of his his bowels. I love it. That's great. The four of you oh, you made my job road. easy. I was just gonna squeeze it out of him. And they're looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> She's on sight. <laughs> Zero hesitation. Are you? Look at this dude. 
in his eyes and cast the spell. Yep. And he smells. Subtly. I want to subtly do it. So, to clarify, before I'll give you a mulligan here because you're new to this. The Pathfinder 2nd Edition is like. It's like Harry Potter casting. casting. Oh. You go abracadabra yes. and do a big motion and cast the spell. It's, it's not, not just hand movements? Yeah, it's verbal, somatic, and things like that. Yeah, you you are literally saying an incantation and doing the hand movements. If he comes at you. Alright. No, I'm still giving a full shit. (laughs) So you you get you stare at him and do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you kind of like think, you see him like shuffle back a bit because you have no idea what you're casting. They don't know what you're casting. Exactly. Goodness. You see, the guy, the guy, I take a step back and the woman wrinkle her nose and push herself back the car away from him. Oh. I can fix that if you want to be nice. Avery, I think that little wizard just shit yourself. <laughs> <laughs> And the guy steps out from the other side, just in front of the porch, arms crossed towards the group of you, and wrinkles his nose. He hasn't said anything yet. He doesn't find it particularly funny. Ain't nothing up here for the likes of you, lads. Let's keep on moving. This guy spits in the ground next to, uh, next to him. Don't worry. We want to be close to you anyway. You stink. Ugh. No, but Disgusting. we did. We, we wanted to get the information. Not next to the people. They... We can go out of the people. They ain't oh, the only happened. people in this town. Are you the ones looks like... running this fine establishment? It kind of looks back towards the door. I don't think that's quite any business of yours. Oh, come on. Hmm. You clearly speak the common tongue. Get getting. Well, you still can. Oh, what world do you all live in? I uh, I want to pull out my notes, and I want to talk about how, like, the mayor sent us to talk to them and see if I can roll a diplomacy to get As them to listen. Out, pushing up your glasses and reading for the uh, the diplomacy here. Uh, yes. Avery jumps over this banister, infuriated, points out towards Vera. I'm gonna beat your ass, girl! And comes running at her. <laughs> oh! Everybody, who would like to roll me some perception or initiative? Ooh, I. You said roll perception? For a lot perception, yes. Got a higher score now. Every, yeah, you're literally... Ooh, I got a nat 20 on the first guy. Uh, you're literally everything should be higher because of the way that Pathfinder 2nd Edition Oops. works. Whenever you're I trained in again, any... Yeah. Oh yeah, I just do it again. Okay. Yeah, I Whenever was like, you're <laughs> trained or better in a skill, you add your level to it directly. So generally, every time you level up, almost every number on your sheet is going to increase by at least one. So you will linearly get better at everything. Uh, just passively through leveling on top of whatever you're actually specializing in. So, uh, I have Tabitha at the top of the list. This list, what did you get? I got a 10. 
Solid. Solid. Twenty three. Ooh. Rolled the nineteen. Cuss flat. Twenty two. Rolled a fifteen. Plus seven. And Vera. I also rolled a ten. <laughs> Not what prepared. A, for the consequence of my own actions. I, I'm going to take a moment to appreciate the absolute poetic justice that the guy who won initiative is the one who smells like shit. And he comes. (laughs) It's this gentleman. And let me move us over to our battle map here. There we go. It is this gentleman right here who just hopped this fence and absolutely furious comes sprinting right by elbow cocked fist up at the ready as he just runs across dirt at Vera I'm gonna make you shit yourself and swings uh oh I'm very distracted by the smell of poop for an 11. He too is very distracted by the smell of poop. <laughs> Definitely does not hit me. Uh, not expecting you to do anything other than just kind of stand there. He's a little bewildered by you making absolutely any attempts to dodge him intelligently and just kind I'm of just pulls nice. the same hand back and swings it again in disbelief. For a 15. Still can't hit me. Too fast. Not doing great. You're muted, Chief. Yep. Just wanted to let no, you know. Gentlemen, let's not uh, start something we uh, we can't finish. Uh, it it won't be well. Uh, and then I'd like to just whack this dude right in the head with my staff. Two handed, just bonk. Can you reach his head with your staff? You gnome. I mean, come on. Come on. Three foot. I got a three foot staff. Give me an attack roll. He's a fairly intimidating guy. But he's not particularly large. Uh, It's an 18 on the die plus four. 22 to hit. (laughs) 22 critically hit. wearing any armor or anything. They're just in like regular street clothes. So <laughs> that's a Don't start a fight you can't finish. Just, just take oh this my. like gnarled wooden staff that's half burnt at places and just gonk him on the head for uh, 12 damage. <laughs> oh, and he just immediately just crumples like a sack of potatoes on the ground as oh, you my. whack him over the head. With a solid hit. I'm a wizard. Wow. (laughs) Did you murder him? Is he still breathing? (laughs) You said. You said. That was. That poopy boy? Just a regular attack, right? That was just like bludgeoning damage? Yeah, it was just straight bludgeoning from my staff. You handed yeah, that cracked his skull up, but he, he's bleeding out on the floor. <laughs> uh, you got two 
Can I, can I, <laughs> my remaining action, can I try and intimidate the other ones to run away? Yeah, probably. You just murdered this dude, so yeah. <laughs> I just want to look at him go, RAAAAAAR! Yeah, this is, uh, intimidate, so, I got a math, 8 plus 5, 13. Uh, with a 13, they, they look, they look pretty shook. You're not sure if it's because of, you know, your intimidation or the fact that you just literally murdered a guy. Uh, but the guy in the front told you all to, to kind of move on here is definitely right and you don't want to action left still. He came, he came at us. He was... He was coming for us. Uh, that, that's all I'm doing. Uh... It's flat. So, I want to... Seeing that Booty Perp tried their best in Intimidation, I want to also, like, be glaring at the one in front down <laughs> to try to intimidate them to tell everybody to skadoodle. She's gonna, like, crack her knuckles and everything and, like, crack her neck and just start, like, you know, building up, like, you better run or you about to die. So, I'm gonna roll to intimidate. Uh, I also have, like, Intimidating Glare. You don't have to say anything. Yeah, you can just look at him. Oh, I'm looking at him already. <laughs> There's no way I got a nat 20. <laughs> and that's, uh, We're just uh, messing everybody up. Four, Circus fold is a different breed. Like, I feel like her glare is more painful than any punch could be, and she's just... And then she'll, she'll do, like, a little eyebrow raise. And be like, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> and just look at him. Gonna pretty easily critically succeed on the guy who is already frightened. Uh, this Get dude up the front, he does not look like he wants to be here anymore. Um, you have two actions left. Mm. Could I? <laughs> I, I, okay, I want to use my fist, but I don't want to kill the mans. Like, I want to... Ah. <laughs> We're a little past I wanna that. Go... <laughs> I want to I go up... No, this one, this one. I want to go up oh, to okay. him and, like... Is that to declare you know... non-lethal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's going to be a non-lethal. Well, fists are just Attempt. non-lethal, so you're, you're okay. They are? Okay. <laughs> Okay, thank God. <laughs> yeah, because she you knows she just kind of wants to maybe break his wrist. No, it's not lethal. But it'll teach him a lesson. <laughs> right? I don't know who I'm traveling yeah. with. I don't know my own <laughs> troop at all. Violent carnies all of a yeah, sudden. Yeah, this okay. is where very oh. dark. 
Nobody just breaking a wrist, you know. Can, he'll heal. Go just, to the doctor. Both of you, you are scaring me. You make an attack roll. Yeah, I mean it's it's not gonna kill him. Fists are non-lethal. You can good, 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 awesome. They have like health potions of a kitten. Uh, oh, uh, twenty-one to hit. He is frightened too, so a twenty-one will critically hit because that lowers his AC by two. Cool. Uh, <laughs> my damage. No one even needed my buffs. Not a single one. Uh, seven. Is that the? That's not maybe critically hit, so that's before doubling, so fourteen. Oh. I would assume. Yeah, that critical hit is just, just <laughs> X2. You walk up to this guy, and he goes from terrified to the ground. Um what do you what do you do to him? Um He's not dead, right? No, this is completely non lethal, so you're you're cool, putting cool. him out I'm of the fight like, and waiting to stop him. Yeah. All right. <laughs> she's all she's gonna do now is <laughs> she's feeling a little spacey. Um you know, my mama always told me to season my food. She's gonna kick dirt in his face <laughs> and just leave it at that. <laughs> this is why you shouldn't be mean to people. She just wants to humiliate him. <laughs> Well, they clearly have learned that they made poor decisions today. I think they got that one largely covered. Um, so they went from let's be mean to them. So two of them just on the ground in six seconds. Yeah, instantly I'm on the floor. Them. Um, only one of them is <laughs> having his mortal blood seep into the ground. The other one's just doesn't have any wrists and is unconscious on the ground, or at least pretending to be hoping that you'll stop hurting him. Uh, the one who's southern in here. I think all this happened has been about three seconds. Is going to freaking panic. Uh, yep, that's that's a good idea. He's he's gonna run the door of this and just kind of bang on the door. To call out, Prada, Prada, help us! And uh, turn towards you guys. Look at Kasplat and reach under his shirt to his waistband and pull out a knife and uh, hold it out towards you. We got the real fight. <laughs> he's he's a little spooked now. <laughs> he that guy in the street is clearly not well, and he is gonna go intimidate you back. This is gonna be a roll okay. against your will DC, so it's your will save modifier plus ten. Will save? Where do I find that silly question? Oh yeah, on path folder. Hmm. I think it's like up middle. It, oh, there it is. The I see it. I see it. Okay. okay, so I. What am I rolling? Sorry. You're not rolling anything. It's uh, he's gonna roll oh. something, and if it, you need ten oh. plus your will mod is what he needs. Um, he's gonna get a uh, twenty-two. Oh yeah. Knife has come out. So she's gonna she's, <laughs> she's gonna be a little bit like whoa 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 I didn't bring out any any weapons you know I it was just a fist. Why are you bringing? Why are you bringing weapons out? That's not fair. And you are going to be frightened one as well, which is a minus one to your attacks and checks and your DCs. Okay. Uh, Vera, 
Rub your yeah. nose. I mean, you're going. I am going to see that Booty Perp just wrecked this guy in front of me. Not realizing that we were gonna really destroy them. And I'm going to cast Soothe on the dying person in front of me to see if I can try and put his brains back in his head. Solid damage control. Okay. So, uh... D10 plus 4, I believe is what Soothe is? Yes. Uh... Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 1d10 plus 4. So, 1d... 1d... 10 plus 4. He has 9 points of health back. Back up to full health. Wow, you, you, uh... Bodhi Perp, big old two-handed giga-crack, and just catches him right in the soft spot at the top of the temple. You... You... What does your soothe look like here? Um... It kind of looks like how her uh, her grim tendrils before had that dark energy purple around her. And it almost feels like that moment he's coming out of sleep. And that's how he feels as he's coming up out of unconsciousness. Um, the ground around her is uh, purple and everything goes cold. Very cold. This man... Who looked absolutely motionless. His eyes kind of flutter open on the floor. His eyeballs sort of rolling in his head as he looks around. Uh, kind of just crumples where he landed on the ground. With Vera magic emanating out of her, the ground turning colors. Bodhi Perp with this bloody freaking staff standing over him. You see panic in this guy's face. <laughs> if one asks Maybe- him uh, I'm actually gonna use that just to talk to him and tell him we really just wanted to talk. So you might want to decide something else than fighting us. Uh, bottom of your turn, he is gonna get up and just take <laughs> off running down the road out of town. Just blind sprint pulls up off of the ground. Just away. Tabitha. Tabitha wants to get... I wanted to take a one foot... I mean, a five foot step, but I think Bodhi Perp is right there. So, for now, I think you can handle yourself, Kasplat. I'm going to walk up and cast... Fear. I want to walk right here. Let me see. There we go. I want to walk here and cast fear on that one. How do I highlight them? Yeah. You can click and hold on them to ping. Got it. That That one. The guy with the knife out. All right. Yeah. I'm going to cast fear. And that means uh, you basically have to make a will save. And uh, depending on whether... Whatever you get. You, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I'm going to tell you that his will is great. Probably. Yeah. I believe it. How many things do I have? <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. I'm tacking the gym. Who has a lot of things at the moment? 
Oh the god. Oh yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, you got a You got a 13. I'm gonna it's add an eight. a D6 to that. Roll it. Roll it and five fail. Up, Ooh. Five up armor save. Come on. Three. Sixteen. Still gonna fail. <laughs> yeah. I would've gave it to you if you're like one down. But no. An 18. So, I guess if you... It's a failure, so you're just... It's not a critical failure, so you're frightened too. Yep. I look at... I look at that guy and the knives that are on my neck he just sees me like yank one off of my my necklace and i'm just staring at him with my cold dark eyes and i hiss and that should scare him and that's the end of my turn because that takes up two standards so it was today i understood the carnival horror movie trope i got yeah It's, it's starting to make a lot of sense here. Um, okay. I mess with the carnies. This woman up here who had been teasing the split and all this going on, and she sees Vera. Look at it, Vera. Sees you bring this man up, and he takes off running. She steps up towards the railing. What in the... The hell's kind of black magic is this? You some kind of witch? You the one what been doing all this with the town and the rains and the freezing? And uh, he has not mechanically been intimidated yet, but I would say he's pretty frightened anyway. Um, and she's going to look back towards the door. The other guy's still pounding on it, calling for help. And at the... Uh, top of initiative here that door is gonna open it's the opposite thing that was hide area I wanted reveal area here we go uh, and you would see a woman inside that doorway uh, as she pushes it open also kind of like splat a fairly stout dwarven woman, dressed also in a very plain and simple tunic. Her arms crossed. Uh, she boots the doors open in front of her. Tattoos running up and down her forearms. Kind of dark auburn hair pulled back in a messy bun behind her head, just out of the way. She looks out across the porch, sees the guy in front of her with the knife out, just kind of motions with her neck and he goes to move aside to let her by. She looks out over the party. And what in the hell is this? Behind her, you see a goat uh, with pretty long curled horns who's got a nice little collar on it with a big iron hook. You can see attached to the corner of the bar back behind him, the other end of a pretty long lead that she's undone. This goat's just kind of trotting up behind her towards the doorway here. I'm gonna add. I love the ghost. All I gotta do to get Ash's attention is put an animal on the encounter and we're yep. good to go. Just add animal. And she does not look like she is in any kind of hurry. Uh, her goat's a little lancy. But, uh, 
not immediately moving out towards you guys, but she is mean mugging across the group. Uh, also not visibly with any weapon. But you can see below the hem of her tunic and a bit up in the neck, the glimmer of interlocking metal links. She's got some chain armor under her shirt here, clearly. Right, a well, body perp. Um, <clears throat> she's not taking any actions, and that guy with the knife is just frightened, or assumingly frightened. Uh, can I... How heavy is that chair that's like up there? <laughs> right here. Behind her, definitely more than one bulk. Uh, but there would be plenty of, like, restless. small mugs and odds and ends and stuff if you're looking, if you're fishing for telekinetic projectile shenanigans. Okay. Um, yeah, I just I just want to kind of with the intent of a trip more than anything else, just want to put them off their feet. Uh, I guess telekinetic projectile. Sure. That sounds like a thing. Yeah, um, <clears throat> do, you, do you have telekinetic projectile? Is that what you're trying to do? I was assuming your bulk question. Yeah, yeah I do, I do have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Telekinetic projectiles like one of my go-tos. Yeah, basically all that you can really do with that spell is add a lot of momentum to something very quickly. Uh, you will later, when you get access to second level spells, gain access to something called telekinetic maneuver which is a little more finesse. that lets you try to knock people over and do stuff like that. But all you can really do with, with projectiles, a cantrip, is take thing and fling thing with great okay. velocity. All right, then I'm going to pivot here. I'm going to use my action to uh, uh, use the share senses ability. Um, so you guys you guys see this, this little tiny uh, kind of firefly-looking beetle crawl up out of my pocket, onto my shoulder, and I kind of gloss over a little bit. Uh, and then this beetle takes flight and kind of buzzes up this window here that's like right right there. Uh, and I want right. to use the share senses to see through ballast size. Okay. So... You're trying to look in the lay of the bar here? Or yeah, just figure out how many people are in there, when, if it's a bigger problem for us that we need to be. Or if it's just this battle goat that's coming at me. Looking inside the tavern itself as you send ballast up onto the window here, it looks fairly abandoned. Um, there is one man behind the counter who at this point has shrunk himself very small, kind of back in the corner, out of the way. Uh, but otherwise, it looks like the only people that were inside were him and this dwarven woman. It is pretty early in the morning, after all. It's not super heavy-going tavern hours quite yet. Uh, so, save for the bartender himself in the back, there are no other figures to concern yourself with here. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll release the senses and then have ballast kind of flutter back and bloop down into my pocket again. Okay. Uh, I would give you, I believe, one action left, still. Yeah, and I just I just want to... I'll, I'll move up to be next to... Uh, or splat here. 
uh, and just be. It's just, it's just the lady to go to. Well, Kislet, that brings us to you. Um, Kislet wants to. She wants to rage. She's a little furious right now. She's, you know, we came here to be calm and cordial. And y'all came out as guns blazing, spitting fire through your mouths. We even have a friend here who tried to help out your other friend who just ran away like a little chicken. Well, were y'all raising a barn? You might as well have been raising a circus. At least you would have manners. She's gonna start getting like real big <laughs> and just like swole. And what she wants to do is she. <laughs> She really wants to walk up to, to the guy with the knife. Girl with the knife, person with the knife. And, uh... <laughs> she doesn't want to hit them. She wants to go up to them. And, like, put her hand on their shoulder. Like, hold them there and take the knife from them. <laughs> you can absolutely make a disarm check. It is athletic. Okay. Okay. And then I'm on disadvantage? What am I on? Sorry. You, you're, you're frightened, so you basically just take a minus one for the roll. Okay. That guy's frightened, too, so the number you have to hit is at minus two. So you're still at a bit of an advantage here. Thanks for the fears. Sweet. Uh, what did you say it was? Athletics? It's athletics. I'm ridiculously proficient in that. Okay. <laughs> I would oh, hope so, easy. barbarian woman. Easy. <laughs> 24? How are we feeling? Oh. <laughs> Was there ever a knife? 24. Were he not... Ever a knife. Just, yeah, disarming people is fairly hard. Were he not frightened, that would fail just Ooh. barely. But because he wow. is frightened too from Tabitha's magic, that is going to critically okay. succeed. Which Let's is the go. thing that you need to... You walk up and you get the knife away from him. You have the knife now. He no longer has... Or you, you can, throw, you can take it, it or throw it on the ground. I'm gonna, like, push him away. <laughs> She's like, get out of here. Don't play with things you can't handle. And, uh... Yeah, she, uh, she, she... She's gonna toss the knife on the roof. <laughs> 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 Just... <laughs> Understandably, you're not frightened anymore at the end of your turn. That goes down. This guy, very much frightened and disarmed, as this dwarf is kind of nodding for him to get out of the way, he's going to take that to the absolute extreme. Uh, he, too, is going to run, hop the banister of this little porch, and take off. That, that This guy doesn't want to play anymore. Uh, he's outie. <laughs> dwarf <This>. goes... <laughs> run. He's scared. That's funny. We don't want to hurt goat them. Stepping up forward. Kind of lowers its head a bit. Tilting its horns a little forward. Kind of tottering on its front legs. It's pretty excited. It's pretty antsy. Uh, but it doesn't look like it's willing to go up past Rana here. So it's going to wait. Because it, it do doesn't know what it's supposed to be doing quite yet. So Tabitha. Tabitha sees this last miscreant and decides to 
walk behind this is a five foot yeah i'll cast guidance first then yeah i'll cast that everybody gets a plus one to your attack rolls perception saving skills all of that until the end of my turn and then on top of that i'm also so if i take a five foot step and I do that cantrip. Yeah? Five foot step is an action in Tui. So it's okay, not, okay. You, you don't get it free if you only go five feet. Moving at all I'll takes miss it. I missed, that's the one thing I might miss. Yeah, um, you get the three no, actions, cool. but we lost the free five footer and it does feel kind of bad. No, it's cool. I wanna talk to, so I see this person here. Yep. Huh. Hello. Anyone inside? We honestly, I know this doesn't seem to be most convincing, but we truly just wanted a pleasant conversation. I even brought croissants. Little chef worked so hard on them, and little chef will crawl out out of my uh my hat onto my shoulder and say, ee, ee, ee. and I just want to try to convince this person to calm their peeps down. Okay, uh, throw me a diplomacy check here. Okay, I'll try my best. You're a oh bard, God. you can't be that bad at it. <laughs> Why would you think me like that? <laughs> uh, let me, hold on, hold on, yeah, because I, I refuse. <laughs> I refuse. What is, does my ace note help? Yep, I'm gonna use my ace note. And I might even use it again. Jeez. All right. Can we snag him? Do you just heap base notes on something until oh, you yeah. succeed? Yeah. <laughs> Get in there. All right. Oh. So, oh. is a 13 not enough? 13 is probably not oh, enough. Oh, and no. I have a plus one. A 14. 14's probably still not enough. I'm doing one more. Fine. Throw Thank 36 you. on there. I'm going to throw another one on there. Perfect. Watch this be like a... Well, I effectively have come together with a full d6. That is 17. <laughs> 17. 17. That's exactly her dc. Um, so at least she all listens to me. Of that puzzle. It's just still got her arms crossed here. This goat standard. She, uh, she fixes her attention on you. Uh, it's not her turn quite yet. But again, she doesn't look mm-hmm. like she's hostile yet. She's definitely looking at, at Tabitha. But Vera is in here before she is. All right, that's my turn. Yeah. Vera. You're muted, Elsa. I love Stu for a sec for you to tell him. Oh, my was muted. I apologize. Uh, I want to also talk this person down. And... Uh, tell her, it looks like we got off on the wrong foot. Uh, we just came here to, on the mayor's behalf, to try and understand some things. Okay. Uh, do you want to also throw a diplomacy check in here? Oh yeah, definitely. Combined efforts. Uh, 17. You know what, I'm also going to just use my... I'm also gonna use my my uh, my ace note. Undies. 
plus five. Okay. Ooh, 23, okay, pretty spicy. You're talking to her here. Hold out her arms crossed. Sort of looks over to the uh, lady in the corner, the one of the kind of uh, gang goons who's still up here. Just sort of nods back towards the bar. Get in here, Tatya. I'll handle business. And uh, obligingly, she's going to go for any of you guys. She's absolutely going to run out of the bar and uh, remove herself from this. And she looks to Vera and looks to Tabitha. Don't go for the sheriff. All right. I don't know much I can tell you to help other than things. have been a lot nicer and quieter since she left. And uh, here, you, you got a conversation. Unless Bodie Purper to splat wants to get violent, we can kind of suspend initiative for a minute okay. here because you're, you're, you're talking. I mean, Kisplat is raging, so I don't know, well, I don't know where you're at, Kisplat. Better disappearance ain't my doing. Happy for it. I ain't gonna be able to help you figure out what's happened. Whew. Well, now that we've gotten all that nasty business out of the way, I'd, you may not think that you can help us, but maybe wrong. I just want your account of things. I believe that... Was it the twins that came by this way? Or was it... Oh, was it Cubby? Oh, no, it must have been the twins. I saw those two from your little uh, circus freak show it was. Better if I'm looking exactly one like the other. Didn't get much right, further right. in the port. Didn't ask a whole lot of questions either. What? Fine. Wouldn't have much to tell him. Same as now. Got nothing for you, pup. Can I sense motive? <laughs> uh, yeah, that is. Perception. As a perception thing? In, in, in the second edition. Yeah, that's just part of perception now. So if you want to roll a perception check while you're talking to her, you can absolutely go for it. Yeah, I just want to see if she's holding anything back. Okay. 14? The 14, you definitely get the impression that you're not sure if she's hiding anything specifically, but she's definitely more interested in just getting you lot gone. And she is answering any questions. Uh, but with a 14, whether or not she's intentionally hiding anything or truly does know anything, you're not sure. Right, right. Well, let me share some information with you and maybe it'll ring a bell. We, on our opening act, were attacked by snakes and other very vicious creatures. I'm going to stop that right there. Why oh. on this world would I give a crap about your circus business? Because I don't know you. I don't care. If you, if there are any vicious animals in the area, maybe they might turn their ugly heads towards you someday. And I would just like to crush it out where it all started. Is that a diplomacy looks, at this point? Well, she looks down to the goat. She's got oh. next to her. Only vicious animal I've seen around these parts is Violet. Well, I'm perfectly certain could take the four of you with one horn lopped off her head. Still, though. Oh. 
Oh, I, I turn back to the group and I say, oh, should we, should we tell, tell them about the bear? Well, I don't know nothing about no bear. But I do know I could take that goat by the horns and swing it around and put it on the roof with a knife. Well, let's not. She's button. still like raging. Yeah, let's, Marie, let's you have to remember. Button. She hasn't calmed yet. <laughs> I, 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 you could take it or, or the giant oh, snake. That could be fun. Uh, hold on, hold on. Wait, uh, cause flat, please, darling. We, uh, snacks. How many you got? As many as you need. Oh, man, I could take like 20 right now. She's also going to reach in her pocket and actually grab her coin and start the digitation 20 or whatever. Whatever yeah. Kasplat wants. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. And I'll be like, little chef, go, go handle it. And little chef will help like assist you with all of that as you calm down. She's just coming down back. in the corner eating food. And I'll say, well, I very much respect your creature but we also have very vicious animals of our own and they made them piecemeal now again i and i cannot express this enough everyone in this town is in grave danger even the mayor's out looking for a solution as we speak you may be very stubborn you may be very set in your ways but i truly truly think you should just open up and share whatever you have with us not for us, but for the good of your establishment here, the, the muggery in your town. And yes, I did mess up the name on purpose. <laughs> All right, look. I don't know why some traveling circus folk are so interested in the goings on of the fine town of Aberton. You done right enough, Lummy Boris here. And she kind of nods down to the unconscious man in the dirt that you're all kind of gathered around. Save for this little shit. And she likes a Bodie perp. <laughs> Tell you what. Walk that gnome up here. Give me one good sling at him. I'll tell you what you want to know. Wait, what? Gotta crack in. <laughs> what? Me. She, wants, she wants to she wants to pop Bodie Burp in the mouth real quick. I mean, I made it so that your friend didn't die. Also, lady, I don't think we're even. Between you and me, uh, you can fuck right off. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! I and I thought that I was the vicious calm one. Down. Calm down. Calm <laughs> down. We see Black kind of reaching behind it, Tabitha, and like reaching toward Bodie Perp. You want my coin? <laughs> oh, I got something special. Down. <laughs> I don't you think I've ever met. A little shit gnome with a spine before. That's interesting, if nothing else. Alright. Look. Call it fair. You're... You're making my morning a little more interesting, if nothing else. Just seeing a little half and witch sneaking around the town after dark. Is that the kind of thing you're looking for, I think? Yeah. Absolutely. Ten gold pieces. Tell you where I saw her go. I would like to see. Is there any kind of like? Could I use like diplomacy to try and haggle? Well, you could try and use diplomacy to uh, do a wide variety of things, but I mean, you could definitely use that. Yeah, use it for that. I would love to <laughs> use a diplomacy check to, to try and be like, 
how about we just call it even again? <laughs> to try and get for like her just to tell us. Yeah, give me a diplomacy check. All right. 22? I do pretty good. So you're talking to her for a minute or so here, back and forth, trying to convince her. Put this down. And uh, she's got kind of a smile on her face. She is amused by this interaction, clearly. Ends up at the right. All right. Fuck your ship. I like you. I'll call it five gold. I ain't doing nothing for free, especially for traveling circus folk. I ain't even know. I'll... Unless you're gonna let me pop that normal good one, in which case we'll call I'll... it even. I'll gingerly pull out five gold if I have five gold. I believe I, I do. Have five gold? Just let him hit Bro Bodie Perp. We can fix it later. <sighs> it's about our dignity, Vera. If we let everyone walk around smacking us in the face, they'll never stop. The only so, dwarf so, so that's about gonna not, hit Bodie Perp is me. I mean, you did just murder somebody. Wait, well, he came, I have an idea. That was self-defense. What's your idea, Kasplat? You're a dwarf, right? I'm a dwarf. You want a thumb war? Oh. A thumb war? Thumb war. Are you serious? It's serious business, absolutely. Do I look like I'm not serious? She's very she serious. Are you chicken? You think you're gonna lose? She turns around like she's walking away with you, but she only takes a couple of steps to the nearest chair in the tavern, pulls it out, turns around, kicks the chair nearest the door out a bit, sits, uh, sits down, and pops her elbow on the table at our wrestling position. You see, yeah. you don't see this a lot out of Kasplat, but she goes, <laughs> like it's giddy. <laughs> <laughs> you see her kind of like frolic a little bit up the stairs and she plops right into the chair, puts her elbow down. It's like, all right, <laughs> I've been waiting for this. Oh, um, oh, more, I think oh, more. Easiest way to do this. I'm going to have you okay. roll athletics against her fortitude, DC, just like you were trying to trip her or shove her or something. And I'm going to use a red light. So you're going to take a D6 off it. I'll tell you what that is after you roll it. What? <laughs> so I'm I have a red basic athletics check. You're rolling athletics, and then I'm going to take okay. this D6 off whatever you roll. Okay. Because I have one of those. I'll Too give her guidance. Guidance. <laughs> what? Yes. Is that good athletics? Please. It's a skill check. Plus one. 27. You got 27? What'd you roll? <laughs> Baby, it's a plus eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you break okay. her thumb? <laughs> nah, she's 27, she more like 26. That wasn't terribly effective. Okay, so... <laughs> so 26 wow. is what I initially had. <laughs> Nice. I'm, I'm so happy. your guidance. Aha! <laughs> <laughs> Basically. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, well, you definitely win this, Kasplat. What's the, what happens? It what's this look like? <laughs> so they're they're going for a minute. Like you see, Kasplat breaking a sweat. She's just like, 
goodness, an actual opponent. Okay. And then she, you see her finally just use her big old thumb. She gets it and she's squeezing it and realizes she might be breaking a little bone. So she pulls up and she's like, oh, sorry, but I win. And as you're, as you're getting into it, as you're really kind of squeezing, Prana's equally on the line here going for it. Um, and you see her really like tense up at the table. Her other hand digging into the edge of this wooden table as she tries to fight it off. Uh, a clear distress kind of agitating Violet a little bit as this goat kind of starts headbutting the side of your chair. Like, <laughs> not super hard. Twist it his head, whacking his horns I'm on your arm. I'm no mind. I'm so focused. <laughs> Goat's just kind of lightly bonk and she's like, all right, all right, all right. Oh, my Torag. What the hell are you even made of? Meat. And probably cornbread. Ask Tabitha. Lots and lots of cornbread. I make sure it's every every meal, at least twice a week. That's right. She's gonna sit back and like pat her belly. I'm dance, baby. Oh. <laughs> the only question I got is why you bothered coming down here with a group of children behind you. Just kind of gestures the entire rest of the party and glares at Bodie Perp. I even bother with these louts. You can come hang with us through the circus. Live a life and well, drink. The circus is great. <gasps> Did you know that Vera actually has a tankard? She can drink endlessly. And for free. Oh. I think you're missing out. Show me. And I you pull out the, the tankard. And I just pour. You don't. And I just keep letting it pour. I all only this worth you got. Okay, much for surface the religions, but a damn Kalian. Oh. Well, deal's a deal. Fine, you beat me fair and square. My cowardly lions will be back in a couple hours, I imagine, once they nurse their sad little wounds. All right. You know the Lindles? You don't know the Lindles. You ain't, you're not part of this town. You're traveling through. I you don't know a single face in here save the man or set you out on this, I imagine. Lindles got a yeah. barn. It's uh, a little ways up to the southwest. Uh, some of the outlying farms. The third furthest one on the south side of the road as you're traveling. That little half the witch. I've seen her on the road a couple of times, actually, heading out that direction. Couldn't tell you what's after. That's helpful to you, literally, literally at all. Don't matter to me. I upheld my side of the bargain. Get the hell out of the mad mug. Thank you so much for your patronage. I'm gonna take my mug and I'm just gonna keep pouring it out as I walk out, <laughs> just to flex. Uh, when, when I get to the door, I want to look back. Let me know if you need some muscle. Actually, handle some guys. And then I, I will leave. grab Bodhi by the scruff and drag <laughs> Bodhi out. Too sweet. Let's watch if I hear, if I hear this. I mean, he's saying it back to her, so I imagine it's not exactly a secret, really. He's saying it back yeah, to yeah. the door, he definitely right, Yeah, I grab you. I'm just I mean, like, I'm let's go. Sure. Let's go. Do you want to think oh, Cause Splat's gonna, as she's walking out, cause she's just been grooming her beard. 
She's gonna toss it over her shoulders if she's like hair flipping. Just, yes. See you later. <laughs> Walk out. I splat, was it? I imagine you yeah. introduced yourself at some point during the minute of haggling. I ain't seen a beard that impressive since I lived under the Five Kings Mountains. Honestly, the men, they Thanks, wish they had um, it. Throw balls to better something like that in the surface, uh, surface cities. <laughs> you see her turn around, and she's like, it's even better when you braid it. It's very relaxing, actually. Gives you all the confidence in the world. You should try growing yours out. Don't let people shame you. <laughs> Life's too short to not wear what you want, or your facial hair how you want. I kind of laugh and she steps back and shuts the door to the bar. They're closing <laughs> herself back inside. Leaving the group of you back on the road in the outskirts of Everton. <sighs> that was fun. We were just going to like. Wrestle. Just kind of crumple a little bit into like a heap on like, on like squatting. Just kind of taking a breath. I don't want to do that again. Oh, it was just quite unpleasant. I didn't like it much either. Ah, bless. Chef? Oh, good. The chef is here. It looks like we have to go and check on... I didn't quite understand her through her accent. Was, was it some lady? Uh, the barn for that druid, I do believe. Vera just oh, takes a big wow. swig. Right. gave you the, uh... No, believe me, I'm not a voice actor. They gave me directions hey, to hey. the uh, bar. No, it was good. You. I purely was not listening. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. You're good. That's, uh, they gave me directions to a barn on the uh, on the outskirts of southwestern uh, west of town on some of the outlying farms around Aberton because uh, really this is like the town center. But outside of this, it's like a what a half mile across the center of this city. Not even that, like a quarter maybe. Uh, there's another mile or two of just kind of farms and the land outside. Need a lot more space not in the city itself. Uh, a ways down, uh, it would probably be a 30-minute walk or so out. Uh, on the southern end of the road, direction's good enough that would help you find the Lindell Barn where she was directing you to. So you check the Mad Mug off of your list of places to investigate and add the Lindell Barn, staying exactly at three things to follow up on. Got it. Okay, team, we now know that there's something happening over at the barn, but we also have a a, a, a mill or, or another barn type thing to check out because that's what Tahala told us. And then, of course, we have to check out the weird church. Now, maybe these other things are a bit closer and we can do it along the way to the barn. Let's see. And now look at the map. What's the closest thing to us? Closest thing physically to you, since you're going to realistically need to uh, head back into town for pretty much any of these. You're going to end up at this main crossroads here, where you can either go up around this way to the mill, Hofton's Mill, or around to the right to the church, which is a little bit further. So I guess the mill is the closest, but it's really kind of dealer's choice once you're in the middle of town. Okay, everyone. Uh, the mill or the church? Yes. Uh, well, there, yeah. were, there were wasps at the mill? Yeah, I don't want to go where there's wasps. 
Right. Okay. Also Let's there. go to the church. We choose maybe death we... instead. Instead of maybe wasps. Maybe we can capture the wasps. Maybe we can capture the wasps and put him in that tavern with that old lady and her goat. Oh, sorry, the old man behind the bar. Some words must be kept in your side of your brain. All right. Please withhold your bloodlust. Are we really choosing the death smell versus the wasps? I'll I go heard... where you tell me. What's... I. Yeah, you picked Tabitha. I either one sounds bad to me. Yeah, I'm not brains to this operation. Dangerous. I'm bronze, baby. Well, I'm not a bug handler, but I probably could deal with one thing at a time. So let's go to the church. We're going to church. Wait, I'm not best dressed right now. Don't You're worry. Fine. I'll press to digitize all of the blood and dirt off of her. I appreciate that. I don't want the Lord to see me like this. Must stay tidy in godliness. All right. Let's go ahead. Just head over to the Church of Abadar near the center of town. It's again walking back up the other way. Uh, about a 15, 12 minute journey. A little short. You're knocking all the way up to the campgrounds. Uh, you would come in view of the fairly impressive, as far as Aberton is concerned, building. Uh, it's a large structure, uh, maybe about 80 feet wide, uh, 80 feet long and 40 feet wide, made of a pretty stark white wood and uh, set along its front even with a couple of stained glass windows. It's not the fanciest make in the world, but they're impressive enough. Um, There are also some bits of what at first looked like gilding around some of the window frames and the wooden pillars that are supporting the overhanging uh, porch on the front end, but are definitely gold paint. Uh, made obvious because it's flaked and worn away in a couple of places. Not because the church is terribly ill-maintained or anything, just because it's, well, it's a church in Aberton in the middle of nowhere. The amount of effort that was put into its construction is vastly superior to the amount of effort that's been put into keeping it as pristine as time has gone on. Uh, Surrounding the church itself is... A moderately, uh, a modestly sized cemetery uh, with several rows of headstones visible through the gap in the uh, western gate as you're coming in from that direction. Uh, the church structure itself is in the northeastern corner, so you would definitely pass by the back end of the cemetery, basically coming at it from behind first. The whole of the cemetery is surrounded by a uh, gray stone wall punctuated every 20 feet or so with a thick iron pillar capped with another gold-painted small spire, uh, spire-like pylon atop each one. It's, again, relatively impressive for a town like this. Uh, so you can either head into the graveyard and go in towards the church that way from the back end, or you can just walk around all of this to the front of the church's access point. You can see there are a couple of larger mausoleums and statues, uh, statuaries kind of throughout the cemetery that just barely peek over the wall, nothing terribly massive, while itself probably being about 12 feet high. Oh, goodness. Um, Should we go in the front door? It would be the polite thing to do. Yeah. Yes. Death smell's not coming church. from these crypts, right? 
I don't smell it yet. Also, it was Cubby. Cubby has a really good sense of smell, so... Oh! It doesn't smell out of the ordinary to any of you, no. Unless any of you... None of you have, like, scent as an ability, do you? You don't have that as, like, a sense? I don't, I don't think, think so. I'll but... check. Mm, I'll uh... check. But, uh... Yeah, you're the, you're the only one I think might, being a cat folk. I don't think you do, but it's possible. I don't think uh, so. I mean, but I will unless later. I'm still raging... I have a cute scent. <laughs> you actually my sense definitely not still raging at twelve minute walk I, back into town at least we stroll through everything. We're just smacking uh, so you not, to keep you angry. Not right. being completely insane people, the group of you don't just walk in through the graveyard and go around to the front entrance of the church, which you know I kind of hoped you would choose to do, but I figured I'd give you the option. Um where you arrive through this wide white front porch. Are the two stained glass have, windows uh, here. Yeah. Sorry. I have imprecise sense. Oh, okay. Exactly. It means uh, if something's emitting a heavy aroma or it's upwind, then you can like triple the range of that, uh, t- so I can detect it. If I'm down so it or something. Smell a little bit of an odd aroma coming from the church or the cemetery, but with imprecise and it's not powerful enough, you couldn't really. Right isolate exactly where. Uh, just that it's this uh, general area is something a little off. I'll concur. I'll be like, something does smell a little strange. Just a little. Hmm. Okay. Thank you. Got it. But these two stained glass windows on the front of the church that face out of the porch. One on the northern end looks like it depicts a tall man in a white robe uh, with a gilded narrow breastplate and large golden shoulder pads, not, not really armored, just kind of enhancing his form, uh, holding aloft a massive scale. Uh, the southernmost window emblazoned with dozens of golden keys interlocking and layered. But both of these windows are broken in several places uh, with bits of yellow glass scattered across the porch before you. One single arched door leading towards the church. As you approach this porch, you can hear a strange, like, thumping noise coming from within. Oh, don't. Uh, maybe we don't. Maybe we should go to the mill? This sounds not good. Everyone make up your mind. I like to I'll, I'll, I'll go. Let's do it. Like feeling emboldened from from earlier, uh, Bodie Perk just strides. Uh, oh, strides. oh, oh, Bodie! Wait, and I'll no, I'll, we got uh, to go in. That's that's what we're I'll, doing, right? Oh God, I'll follow behind. Let me see if I have a spell. As he heads uh, up towards the door here. Look yes. at your spell list. You, he, uh, are you literally just going? You're just, you're just heading into the church. See what's going on here. Well, you're, what's your spell you're after here? It's a cantrip. I just have to wait for it to happen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as Buddy Pip goes to open the door, you see that the frame around the uh, the white wood frame of this is actually splintered, uh, cracked, and buckled entirely in several places. Where it looks like it's been hit with a kind of impressive force. The door itself, banded with brass, is a little bit askew. 
in its frame just a little, uh, which lets it swing open quite easily so it doesn't latch properly. And Bodhi opens it to the nave of the church, filled with rows of long wooden pews on either side, absolutely marred with huge log gouges. Comfortable gold velvet cushions have been spreaded and uh, shredded and thrown all across the room with fluff and bits of cloth everywhere. Leather-bound books have been yanked from small wooden shelves in the back of each pew and ripped apart with a litany of bits of pages and random scraps of paper up down this main aisle. The chancel at the west end has an altar in front of what must have uh, once been a magnificent mural of Abadar and some other gods banding together to fight a huge demon that seems to be emerging from a planet itself. And behind that, you see the source of the thumping, a creature about seven feet high with gnarled winding horns, almost like random antlers atop its head. It's bulbous, grotesque torso of yellowed flesh stained with blood, furry, goat-like legs extending down from its waist as this thing slams its claws into this back wall in the mural, cracking both the back wall of the church and destroying this art. As the door opens, it turns around and looks towards the group of you. An almost human, but squashed, hideous, repulsive face mounted on the visage of this demon. Oh no. There. Oh, the door closed. Ah! <laughs> there. I think we will end today's session. Oh boy. Oh no. That's not an angry animal. That don't look like an animal. That thing looks like a literal demon. So <laughs> it's the animal of hell. Oh. We'll see what's uh, what we can do with this creature next week. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Thank you, everyone, for the donation support, giving us the power. Uh, thank you for the follows and the subs and all of that. And thank you for being you. Next week, Big Angry Church Game. Goodbye.